Yes, protecting the person. And then he said, he also said something about, I don't know if it was about me, but I just wanted to feel like, do you feel that, like, like this, because he said something like, no, I don't think I want to talk to Is this a person again? We were even talking, it's been coming up in the last few days, talking generally about these things. That, uh, that there is this, that there is a kind of energy sometimes that. Because uh, when I go walk about, sometimes I just feel to go walk about, go walk about. And then uh, my eyes see things, you know, people and things, and mm. then I just start to comment about it. And uh, I feel that there is a kind of uh, sometimes um, like there's a kind of inertia. What is inertia? Meaning something that just kind of can't be bothered to go the full. Come so much, and you stop, and you, then you just can't be bothered to kind of. To do the last bits, mm. and I was talking uh, to um, uh, with uh, Lakshmi, and she was saying about somebody who was here. I won't use a name now, but she said she was going to the toilet one night, and as she's in the evening, as she was going in, this person was coming out, and she went to the same toilet. And when she went in the toilet, there was pee all over the place on the seat, on the floor. There was pee. She couldn't believe it. She said, "My God, you know, like this, you know." She was shocked, so she cleaned it up, you know. And then she used it, and then the next day she sees this person, and then she says, you know, she went to 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 him, which is a man, and she says, you know, you, you yesterday I went into a, you, it was pee everywhere. And he said, yeah, I know, I didn't have a torch. She said, you know, and you saw me coming after you said nothing at all, and then he, he said, yeah, I. And then he tried to be nice about it. And I said, that for me is what I mean. It's like, you can't be bothered because sometimes people say, no, the people are not aware. And I say, it's not that, it's you can't be bothered, you know? Sometimes something you can't be bothered. We know this, uh, we know this energy also, because it's very virulent, you know? It's, it's, um, it's, in, it's just part of the, life and it was funny because we were talking where does it come from because I don't Arun about something to do with him where he was asking where it come from I said well it just come out of the ego just come out but where, where it come from and then I remember we were talking about this um, that in some of the lakes there are these kind of like these they look like mini lobsters yeah we see them all I was gonna get one to put in the pot which is a good thing it didn't crayfish and he said, no, no, that's the worst thing you can do because they eat all the good vegetation, they destroy everything and that is. So I asked, where did they come from? He said, nobody knows, they just come. And, uh, and then in some places you go, there's a lake and there's fish. Where they come from, nobody knows, they just come. And then I remember that uh, I was just saying now before that I was in India in 1993 and uh, Tiruvannamalai at the beginning of 94. 
I went to swimming in, in, in one friend's um, uh, well, big well. It was full of fishes. I said, wow, where did you get these fishes from? He says, I don't know, they just come. We dig, there was only water, and then after, fishes just come. And I said, this is how the ego just come, and all the stuff that out of us just come. Come out of that. Come out of the self. You're not going to find how it comes. Everything come out of just nothing. Then you have to go to that nothing place. Don't go to the something place. The something place, you have to start counting and categorizing. So you have to go before the something place to the nothing place. And then you see all the somethings are of the, of the nature of nothing. You see that in here, you see. But this uh, seed of uh, arrogance and uh, this, uh, this uh, securing, protecting this somebody, it, it seems because it develops so slowly, you know, it, it grows together and you're not quite sure which is you and which is not you. And nobody's teaching in any institution which is really you. And they don't go to no school, you know, no church, no university, no gathering place where people are talking about what exactly is you. Human beings have so many ideas about themselves, but no one goes here to clarify what exactly do you mean by you. You see? And so the you that we believe ourselves to be, that is a very, it is a very, very uh, unreliable entity, comprised mostly of kind of mind stuff and projections and dreams and fantasies and all kinds of things which are unstable. So that's why our life seem unstable. And uh, like this. Because you're looking at your mind and calling it your life. Calling it yourself, that's what. <clears throat> so I wanted to do this. And we were talking also with Lakshmi. She said it's been very, very good, you know. That uh, to, to write these things down. What makes you you and keeps you being you? And what is this you? I also wrote that with that. You see? And that uh, I should require that everybody does it actually. And can I see? You know? Okay to bring the list? Well, I don't know when I'm going to read it, but everybody should do it and and, and it in. And uh, and we, we look at it. Everybody should do it to me and it in. Because it gives you a chance to to kind of like it gets something out that usually we keep in. Because you don't you maybe you never even looked at it. But then you have to look at these characteristics and, 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 and uh, that we say is yourself, qualities you say, this is, this is what makes me me, and really look at it. And so we can at least, you know, be more open-eyed about the self you call yourself. Um, otherwise we can continue like this for a very, very long time, maybe lifetimes not quite breaking the code of this, uh, of what exactly is sentient, you know, what exactly is the sentient here, thinking we are always this uh, mind, and, uh, and defending it, you know. Everyone is their own best lawyer, everybody defend themselves. And so what self are you defending? 
in fact you are defending you are defending your criminal you are defending your thief because we identify that this is what we are so it is really i feel the most important subject the most important subject to explore to bring light to it because it is shrouded in darkness I mean, a true seeker or devotee is delighted with these type of things. Where the, where the world will be in sorrow, they are in delight for finding the things that you are discovering where the enemy is, if you can say like that. Because these are not easy things to clarify, because on one hand I say you must jump over the moon of your own identity, which is the world, and, the same, and then it can be easily taken that if you jump over yourself, you don't have to worry about this self. But then I said, then sometime I tell you, no, no, you know what's going on there, because you're still living there. If you're going to jump over it, jump over it and move on. But you jump over it and go back. This is what, what's why you go back there. Because something is still living there. And uh, our our vasanas, which we protect, which is the identity and insecurities that make us feel vulnerable, we protect them. And every time you protect them, you see you lose power. My God, you know, this is, what is this? this is what I call the jackpot of life. This is winning the lottery of life, when your eyes are clear enough. Yeah? Why? I can see why we would protect those things which seem to bring pleasure. But why do we protect the insecurities? Or because you identify them as you, and you feel that if they're exposed, you are the ones going to get hurt. When we identify with the, with the insecurity, you know, you don't see it as an enemy. You see it as like, you know, but it's, it's my vulnerable self. And if I let you there, you're going to stab me in there. And, and you know, it feels like, like, no, no, please, no, no, don't, don't do this. You're sheltering what you think is you, your vulnerable self. You see, this is why you have to, you know, something has to be willing to throw it out and say, you know, like, I take the risk because I have no absolute guarantee that if this is taken out, that I still exist. But there must come a point when something feels, you know, well, to hell with it, you know, because I can't be with that. You're so, you're so intolerable to yourself. You're so kind of, you can't, you can't stand yourself in that way. Some people have to go, that's why many people sometimes they commit suicide. Hmm? But they kill the body, they kill the wrong thing. You have to commit suicide on the ego, not on your body. The body is innocent, it's only the vehicle. Hmm? When I was looking at this thing, uh, what makes me me is uh, first thing was uh, the, the fear to be seen, and also, but the reverse was uh, the wish to be seen, yeah. And then, but looking a little bit deeper, all of the others is just based on fear. It's just like. Because this identity is kind of, as you say, it's just running on nothing. I mean, and it, it always needs something to to establish itself. Yeah. Yes, and it's, it's true uh, because the, the fear to be seen is because we have an idea, we have a feeling, because you see the mind that it's not pleasant, and we think that, uh, and then we have a we have a, an overmind and an undermind. 
the over mind is the mind that we show to the world, the self that you, you know, this is how I am, and uh, the face. But then the, the second mind is the mind that you, you're undermined, you think, I don't like the judgment. And you think that if you get exposed, it's the undermined that will see. But I say, neither the front or the back is you. You see, they are both kind of like uh, uh, projections. But you know, you feel, but I don't know, I don't know what is left, because that's all I know. This is the trap, you see. I don't know, because that's all I know. And if you take away all that I know, even if it's bad, it's better I'm bad and I'm something than, than I am nothing and I can't find myself. There's a lot of little games are playing inside. This is why it is absolutely necessary to have a, an awakened being. Because they remind you, but wait a minute, but, uh, but Jesus Christ is. The Buddha is. You know, why did they, people want to emulate that? Why would uh, people after the, you know, I mean, does anybody try to be Genghis Khan? Does anybody going around try to, you know, to be, to be Napoleon Bonaparte? Why do they want to be, to remember Jesus Christ? And I've, I've, because it is a reminder of the perfect self. Hmm? Who wants to remember Alexander the Great? Who is going around? You know, we are devotees of Alexander the Great. He's not very great now, because he did not contribute anything to the human spirit. So the people, the human being, is venerating those who show a light into the human spirit, and show that underneath all things there's a purity there. Those are the ones you are wanting to see, isn't it? They are the ones who are still alive, because they are alive. Uh, you don't want to, uh, you know. You know, all these things we're bringing out, they're just going into the fire. They're going into the fire, whether you put them in there or not. Because things, the nature of any illusion, is that when it is clearly exposed, it loses its power. Or let's say it can, because sometimes, uh, you know, because once you have seen, you can't unsee. It will be there somehow doing its work inside. You, you can't. Oh, yeah, yes. Then you may say, your conscience is alive. It will speak to you through your conscience. You know? Because you know you've seen this thing, you know that it's not true. But we, sometimes we. It's not that we reject anything because it is wrong or that it's good or it's bad. It's not because of that we reject or we accept something. Sometimes we accept something because we have attachment to it. It's not because it's particularly good or bad, but you have an attachment to that. And the attachment override when the thing is good or bad. When we are dealing with each other, we talk about right and wrong, like you are wrong. But actually, it's not that. We are mostly attached to the things, then, then it's, that's good enough for you because you're attached to them.
everything is clear when you say to just allow because nothing can hurt what I am nothing can hurt so and something is coming and saying but I have to look after this one you know and something is looking after something is looking after this one is built into is built into the mechanism to look after itself you know you look at a fly a fly he lives on shit he lives on shit but if you look closely on him you see every time he goes and cleaning himself like this because his nature is to be clean something have to look after your life you think it's your mind but something just looks after your life to the to the to the extent of your maturity I mean, a sage or someone like this is not uh, so concerned about the body so much. So you know, they don't see that the life equals the body. But if you have identity, life equals your body. So you give a lot of attention to your body. Everybody says, "And body, look after the body." But the one who has gone beyond is not so concerned about it. They more take care of your body because you value it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their own body, maybe they don't take care of so much. And. Um, Yes, it's a Then this thing you say I know that I am that I am I'm the self has to be um, an energetic conviction. You understand? Not just I I believe I I deduce I you know I can agree I can see that I am that. No, it's like it's confirmed energetically also. which means that you know it's inside it's inside you're very in in the bloodstream of your in the dna of your being it's in there it's coming more and more you know it's coming more and more it's growing more and more steady in that but who is doing this it just the mind has to become that the 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 beingness along with the mind is bringing the mind into that to baptize it in the dna of the pure that's what is happening that is the movement of the life and that an energetic conviction don't seem to come until it's like there has to be a kind of surrender isn't it this is why i say that even the self inquiry comes to a kind of surrender it's not just merely intellectual yeah i can see i'm not that is you understand it you know of course you deduce is a very clear mirror for the intellect also very clear but still it has to have the pulse of the heart it has to have the the fragrance of the of the self it has to have something it cannot just be a dry understanding so it somehow gets baptized in that in the heart and it has a energetic presence it it becomes miraculous you see the inner eye open the inner eyes open when the inner eyes open the outer eyes they see names and form but the inner eyes see god which is the unity of all things the 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 unicity of being it sees from that and it sees as that 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 love it sees love because it is love you see 
not the love that is born out of uh, personhood, which is almost always selfish. It is a kind of love also, it's an aspect of love, but it's green love. It's only about, uh, it's only about what you get out of the love. But it's a love that is broad, that encompasses all uh, existence. That love is not personal, it is the unity of being, of the unity of being manifests this love. And wisdom, same thing. Love by itself is not enough in the human exp expression, because it, it is almost always a transaction or some an exp a getting and giving uh, kind of thing. And it tends to, it can become just emotional, very emotional. Emotions are also a beautiful aspect of love, but it must be combined with wisdom and understanding, which gives love strength and depth. And love gives wisdom uh, sweetness and warmth and beauty. They have to go together. You see, the love, if not without without the wisdom and the power, becomes a bit too emotional, a bit too uh, too much feeling, feeling. Yeah? And wisdom without love becomes too dry, too intellect. So I said that there are two wings of one bird. The bird cannot fly on one wing. The true jnani is also a bhakta, and the true bhakta becomes a jnani. The one who is the very devotional comes into wisdom also, and the one who is very, very wise comes into love also. They come together. Many people could not understand how a jnani like Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, or Sri Ramana Maharishi, or even the great Shankara were devotees, actually. Ramakrishna, great devotee and a jnani at the same time. But they say, but how can you believe in the non-dual unity of all beings, you know, and be devoted? They say, well, you cannot understand until you drown in me. When you drown in me, you will know. But I can't explain to you. You see, I mean, it would just be like a fish asking a bird, what does it feel like to fly amongst the clouds? You know, I kept sorry, you know, just enjoy the water, man. You know, or at least you have to become a flying fish. You, you mind, but you probably still won't taste the cloud. Easy. If the fish has strong enough aspiration, he might become flying fish, and then after he might become bird. Yeah. I was meditating on the Christ painting you've made yeah. in my room, and uh, somehow it, it entered into me, and I felt something like that, very like a knife, very. And uh, I first time I didn't recognize love. I thought, but what is this? And it took me time to to see that it is love, but very. A very different quality of what I used to call love. Yes. And, uh, but uh, somehow a higher one. I mean, maybe more far from the human beings. Somehow it's my way to put it. But also it can be full love, full love for humans. But I really, and the, the podcast there uh, was about you talking about something being very. Uh, I don't have the words, but uh, 
maybe harder with the mind, with our, not hard is not the good word. Something like that, more this cutting more strict, energy, more strict, more, strict, more, strict, mm. more tough. And uh, well, that was uh, just uh, a few minutes, uh, the two experiences. Uh, to yes. yes, because ordinarily we don't, in our human paradigm or the feeling about love, love is very sort of like sweet. It's not very uh, emotional, very embrace, very feeling, feeling. And we don't see the, the wider love, the greater love, that can chop off your leg to save your life. But you never say thank you. You see, sometimes it is, uh, this is why when Jesus Christ meant, when he says, you know, what is the good of, of getting everything in life and then losing your soul? It's better that you lose one of your limbs or two of your limbs and enter into the kingdom of heaven than to get all of these things and lose your soul. But we don't like to, that's just too uncomfortable, you know, like, you know, just give me a kiss, man. Just give me a kiss, give me a hug. Is it? Is it? No, I crack your head. Crack my head. But uh, crack my head is, it's not very loving. So this love, we, we don't really um, appreciate this love. Like, it, 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 we don't go that far. We like to keep love, like love and romance. But the divine romance is much broader than our narrow human kind of expectations, which is just to be something bubbly and, and nice and so soft and so. You know, love is uh, life. Even sometimes it throws you in the, in, the, in the middle of the ocean. It strips you down, it gets you beaten up just for your liberty, to free. Would you call that love? Life throws you into some place, you got beaten up, but then somehow all your nonsense has fallen away. Would you call that love? You know, very few people call it love. They will say, oh, it's your bad luck. And then nobody would say, but you know, but wait a minute. But actually, as a result of that, I stopped telling lies, I, I stopped you know, cheating and doing all kinds of stuff after that happened. Yeah, yeah, but you, you could have learned it a more gentler way, man. You know, sorry about that. They feel sorry for you when you have intense experiences that gives transformative power to come out of the darkness, you see. We don't appreciate as love, but this is also love. Many people, they give a picture of Jesus Christ of being meek and mild and, and not very soft, but he could also be very strong, you know. When he went into the marketplace in the synagogue and he saw the people, that they had turned the place into a market and they were selling things and gambling in the market. He became very angry and he took a whip and he started to whip, whip the people. But not many people talk about that. He threw over the tables. This is my father's house. So this is the place of worship, but you've turned it into a place of thieves. But we don't talk about that. I did say that, you know. No, but, but that is love. You see, also, and it is very spontaneous. He didn't plan that. It just uh, spoke like this. I, I saw after this teaching, uh, I received a painting that, because I tried to experience it inside of me, and uh, I saw that I could very easily put some something which would be uh, somehow violent from me, from the, the, I mean, the, the person, in that. Use it, uh, this energy of him, and dissimulating it is something which is violent. It's very, uh, to, to have it really right, it's not so, 
Yes, everything comes from also the intention, no? Because it's like you're on the street, you get attacked by some thief, and he stabs you with a knife. Take your money, yeah? Then they take you to the doctor, to the hospital. The doctor take a scalp to open you up. You know, so knife, okay? But the doctor, you thank you, thank you for saving my life. But the the attacker, you go to jail. The, nothing happened to the knives. The knives don't go to jail. The knives don't go to go on holiday. Yeah? It's not the cut, but it's the motive behind. One comes to harm you. One comes to heal you. So we always, uh, they say, always God sees the motive behind the action. Sometimes your motive is good, but outwardly it looks like it come up bad. But the motive in the inside was to was out of love, out of care, like this, is it? So all these things, um, as much as possible, I don't speak so much about all these things. Now we talk a bit about it because there's a moment for that. I prefer to go to to discover one thing that gives you understanding of many things than to go to one thing, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. See? Let's go to the place because we we have we're in an age of very short attention span. Many people now have short attention span. So we have to use our short attention span, hmm, meaning to get to the truth quickly. Because otherwise you're gonna get distracted and you're gonna forget what it is about. This is the age now. They say that in the time of Jesus Christ when he was walking physically on the earth. The Gospel of Jesus Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the four books of the New Testament, they were written mostly 70 years after the passing of Jesus. Why? Because people were remembering. They were remembering and pass on the tradition of oral uh, and, and uh, teaching and remem remembering. The Quran is the same thing also. The people, they learned just through reciting. Some people can recite the entire Quran just by just without reading they can do it no now nobody can do this when i went to school we were learning our times table 717724173217428754267 like this we learned everything all the way from 1 all the way up to 12 you know we learned to multiply like this most kids they can't do now because they have computer everything's computer also, the attention span is much shorter. So what's going to happen is that any teaching that is too long, people don't have time. You see this or not? Many people don't have time. They don't have got short everything. With things like uh, YouTube and stuff, everything now, five-minute movie. If you have something, we have uh, many YouTubes, five, seven minutes, or oh, 50, 40, 70, 60, 70,000 views. But uh, a satsang, Two hours and thirty, then you know a tenth of the view. Because people can't be bothered to watch a whole satsang, and still they're asking, "We want more! We want more! We want more!" So, but it's, everything is there. Everything I've told you enough to, for you to be free. They but they want more. But they want more. Want more. But have you swallowed the food in your mouth? Want more? More. We're like this. So, how are you going to find? Um, this thing. It has to be that it has to be assimilated internally.
with short attention span, how are we going to use it in this age? The only way, you have to have something direct. That people don't have time to too much drift away and to fantasize and go all over the universe and come back to... No, you forget what you're talking about. All different things. Oh, this, this is going to make me happy. Oh, this thing is going to make me famous. Oh, this thing is going to protect me. And nothing is doing it. And you never think, you know, you know, these things betray me. I put my trust in that they betray me. No, we keep on. Then you come to something that is pointing you. He's not even saying, you give me, give me this. Then he says, no, just look here. And no, no, you know, I'm afraid to lose myself. <laughs> but yeah, you... But maybe you might just lose what is not yourself. You see, this is a funny thing. And uh, nobody can understand this life. Don't even try. Nobody can understand this life. This is why human beings, we create systems of thought. We create systems of thought to try and make some sense of it but you cannot reach it like that because God say you can try with all your skill all your power all your experience all your intelligence to figure me out and you'll fail but if you love me I'm all yours when you try to figure me out you cannot reach one one atom of me you cannot come to the end of me you're not even at the beginning of me. But if you love me, I am yours. So this is the power of love. You know? Because the rest is mostly arrogance. The rest is mostly arrogance. And even the part of non-duality, which I point you to, is a very, very direct path. But its, its path is fraught with arrogance. It's very easy. But those people who, you know, they like it. Because, uh, you know, I am everything. I am nothing. I'm everything. You feel like this kind of thing until you go in. And then you see that uh, we have made our ego our treasure. And you come to a point when you have to look and go beyond the gate of your own limitation. And something will be afraid. I have to stay within the gate of the unknown, of the known, apparent known. So, Everything I tell you is love, you know. It comes out of that love wisdom. It comes out of that. And uh, it, it burns everything. It's a very sweet fire. Yeah. Should we go inside a bit? Because it's very uh, chilly, just for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see how amazing is this wind? It's like the words. I watched this this uh, this rain and it was like curtain of rain. Here it come again now. Sometimes the tree of the ego and the mind is shaking like that.
you have to be in your stillness. When you try and focus your attention in your stillness, you can feel something wants to go to attend to the noise. But underneath that, there is a stillness that is completely untouched. That, 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 that moment where they appear like a choice to identify and be one with the stillness. Sometimes we used to enjoy so much this when the weather is like this, sometimes in India or in Jamaica or whatever. And just you know, just so much loving to just to be in it. Especially if you're in a, you're in a good place. Just open the windows and just so enjoy. But in Montessage it feels a bit frail. <laughs> Maybe the roof. Or some trees, the trees are really they're really getting up and bashing today. Mm. You know. When you look up from your room you just see the Yeah. Yeah. They they're like this. Yeah. And they try to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to stake it up. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't have I don't have it very clear yeah. what I want to how I want to expose this. But it has to do with the with surrendering. With surrendering. Yeah. The other day you were talking strongly to us after this and all these letters and uh, something came in that moment that uh, when you were talking strongly that said but wait you to feel this to feel like um, that this is coming to you, you have to identify with the seeker and that the master is, is giving you some chopping. And at the same time, it is we are being told to remain in the big space where even the person is seen. It was not really mental like I am putting maybe, but it was something kind of like this is then what you have to do when we talk about when Muji speaks about so you even have to surrender the the surrenderer and in that space everything was quiet and there was deep joy even though chopping was going on. Then after this, uh, there was some kind of uh, mind took it 
or, or something. Mine, what? The mind took it somehow, feels uh. like this, because there was a sense of guilt, of like cheating, you know, like trying to escape or being arrogant because I didn't put myself where I think all the others were assuming this was for them and this was something to also uh, to take with open chest and um, and then came all, all this noise about uh, are you really maybe you are you are just avoiding the teaching or with a smart trick but the, in the exper the experience was authentic and uh, and also as was seen like uh, when when Guruji is, uh, is in more in a joyful um, mood or moment, then we we are very happy. And when comes like a moment more of chopping or more severe, then the person we shrink and we have this sense of uh, doing something wrong you know, on the and. I just want to put this out because yeah, I'm not comfortable with this situation. We are just putting everything out, myself also putting everything out. There was no strategy about it. And um, it's like uh, sometimes the tongue carries a fire, it just has to come and bring it out. Because it's that moment, and it's an it itself is authentic moment, and it may throw you off, may give you a sense, it throw off balance. You go, whoa, whoa, what's happening? Whoa, whoa, whoa. doesn't matter. It's still stir up whatever it needs to stir up and uh, bring to something, whatever. I am not telling you how you should listen to it. I don't know right then. Just it just come like this, like now we are sitting here, and <coughs> what can we do about this time? <laughs> Is it uh, only to be quiet within your being? Because you don't know. Suppose this was. I mean, who would say if it was the end of the world, it wouldn't feel like this in the beginning, coming like this is all over. Just imagine this. All this is just a sign of what's happening all over the world. Every building is falling down now. Thousands of beings. The earth is opening up. Thousands of beings are being swallowed up. We don't know if it's going to be our turn. What is your state of mind? So where is the right place to be in this? You just have to be empty. Uh, when I say empty, I don't mean blank. The emptiness, which is a sort of surrender, a trust, a, 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 an offering life, you see? Otherwise what? You're busy upstairs, what, what am I going to do? Oh my God, we should be going to the right place. Maybe we should go to Mount Yas. Maybe we should... No, mm -hmm. you are here. We don't know in, in, in the actual moment. But what, what would be different from, from this moment, if it were actual? So it's not about generating fear, but it's bringing a kind of maturity into our experience and to, to look and say, well, you know, we are here. 
And uh, because the storm is here, are you any different from you were yesterday when there was no storm was here, in the place I'm pointing to? Or is it depending upon the storm? You know, well, the storm makes a difference naturally to the awareness. Does this storm make a difference to the awareness? Because something may happen to my body. So almost you have to go into that part of the mind that that carries you again out, out to sea, with all those thoughts, or you stay in your bring your attention in the awareness itself and you're not paralyzed in the awareness you're here use these moments of turbulence of strong pulsations of the mind as an opportunity use them as mirrors to look into your own being isn't it if we're only going to do it when we're feeling all nice what i call in your cappuccino state of consciousness Everything is nice, and we can talk about this, and we can sing bhajans and so on. But what about when, when the body mind kingdom is rocking? Huh? Can you can you recognize your stillness? And is it enough? The mind must say, "But you know, look at you. But what's the good of your stillness now? And will you crumble?" You see, the whole world is falling apart. What are you doing? Nothing. Shame on you. Can anybody evaluate your state? Let's not be so confident about how we will be. We don't know. You have to be as you are now, and and now. And now, and now, any moment of now you want to take, because awareness uh, is not somehow um, affected by <laughs> the changeful states. <coughs> if you were to pray now. The universe is collapsing. You are praying. What are you going to pray for? Please keep me safe. As what safe? As as the farm. Maybe you say, my mind is my mind is in turmoil. But merge it only in you. For the rest, I don't know. Merge it only in you. Because in these days, there are going to be many things. It's been written about many signs and wonders. Many things are going to be moving in a very great way in the material universe. I mean, it's it is our time. It is already like that. to say apart from just to continue to put my head on the chopping block. Um, the attention is still drawn to, to to lesser things. 
In a way, sometimes I can say, I can see so much that's needed here. And in another voice, I can say, I can see nothing is needed here. Nothing is needed here. <coughs> but to be free of the imagined needs. In a way, I can say both things. No? What is needed here? What is needed here? If I say what is needed, it sounds heavy. If I say what is not needed, it feels light. So I prefer to tell you what is not needed. It's not needed more experience. Uh, it will happen, of course. Some life is unfolding. You may call it experiencing, and so on. Perceptions are not a sin. <coughs> to perceive is not a sin. To enjoy is not a sin. If there is a sin, it is to forget ourselves. It is to be unaware of who we are, because it brings in such a calamity. We are measuring by the standards of the mind, which are not reliable. So the world is topsy-turvy, not, not, not really is it a calm and tranquil scene. So I push everything. I'm pushing you back. Push back to the place from where you, the idea of you first emerge. To go to that issuing place and push you before you issued. And yet I can say simple things that you're always trying to find a simple thing. Without awareness, there is nothing at all. Without that root, the womb, the womb awareness, there is nothing at all. There is no consciousness, no experience, no knowledge, no life, no God, no no demon, no heaven, no hell, right, wrong, you, me, this, that, anything. Nothing can be there. Awareness is is not even first because it's not. It's, it's there before the concept of first, or second, or other. It's this pure awareness that I refer to as God, as the Father, as the pure. But it's not an object, and neither are we, actually. Our most true is that we are the pure subjectivity, we are not the visible thing. It's almost though, as though we are the invisible, manifesting in and through the visible. The visible aspect is our time-born aspect, and that will is subject to change and to gradual decay, the sickness, all these things. That is our outer form. Our sort of mental, psychological, emotional self. That is another kind of form, in some way. 
and that also, as all forms, is subject to change. But in the pure states, we are beyond form. In that place beyond, all the things we talk about can be perceived. They are perceived through the instrument of your being. Like right now, we are sitting here, we are talking. You are able somehow to to hear the rain and the wind and the sound, to feel the softness in this room, the, the, the windiness outside, the soft candlelight here, the presence of the other beings around you. All these things are happening without doing anything at all. This is the marvelousness of the consciousness. It is indicating something that in the most pure thing, because who are you without perceiving? So that the highest thing in you comes from a stillness. Don't you see this? And all the things to do with activity is born in time, and they just pass. They have no reality in themselves. They are perceived in the stillness. Like the highest, uh, the highest expressions, the highest experience is always coming back to that silence. It's always coming back to that, to that non-duality. Always coming back to that that invisible space, always coming back to that emptiness. All the meditations, they are taking you back to where? Emptiness. All spiritual disciplines are taking you what? toward silence and peace and joy and love and devotion and celebration of the, the holiness. They are not taking you out to noise and activity and running about and making it. It is not that. Even though those activities may continue in themselves, nothing is wrong with them. But you are meditative. The highest expressions of the human being are always taking you towards silence. But not everybody sees this. Taking you back towards peace. And in the peace you are perceiving is still functioning as peace. It's not telling you kill your senses. The people who tell you to suppress your senses, you see, have not understood this deeper truth. The senses can be there. When you come and see where the senses are coming from and what watches the senses, the senses become purified. So you can try through aggression, or you can come through the gate of understanding and devotion. Here I point you to understanding, the true understanding and love, in loving devotion and openness. The gates are open for you. What are you doing uh, right now? Are you in some energetic exercise? No. In the silence of your being, you are coming to feel the resonance of the Supreme, coming into your synchronicity with the, with the inmost being. There is such a clue, there is a metaphor in all of these things. Mind wants to know what to do, what to do, what to do. It's always some activity. To do activity. To do, do, do activity, activity. Activities are fine because they are the expressions, and the animating power and expression of the vital force. It's going to have to happen. Life has to be a movement. That's movement there. But the perceiving of the movement occur in stillness. This is the this is the the being and non being. The man manifest and unmanifest, the dynamic and the still. You see? 
and that which is beyond them that perceive both of them. <coughs> with understanding not through any spiritual gymnastics but through understanding you are coming again into the, the pacifying of your own being and the silence of being and this is this is immediate this is fresh you're not pretending peace We have not created this type of climate or environment here where anybody needs to pretend, even though sometimes people do, because uh, when they're not sure how to behave and this type of stuff, then sometimes they may feel like this. But we are not stretching and emphasizing. You must behave, must be just only behave to such extent that you're not a nuisance for everybody else. And cooperate and understand this is a holy place, meaning that we have chosen that this will be a holy place, because uh, we are giving attention to our own heart's truth. That's what's called holiness. And then those who are coming in behind you, behind us, they are also enjoying the atmosphere and the environment you create through your own holiness. Find my strong talking on loving. Don't understand. When you said I was speaking very strongly, very, very. I'm loving. Yeah. No. Nothing happened before, and nothing is going to happen again. You know, it's just what you allow your mind to make up and present. It's. Uh, Don't go with that. You know, when you you feel that sort of fever state coming on, then you must do what is you know <coughs> to kind of break that that uh, sort of feeling. Don't don't feed into it. <coughs> don't be at the, at the mercy of your mind. <coughs> Thank you. 
you can spend your whole life imagining life, thinking life, than being. And don't give any value to being. Because being then seems like it's like a non-doing. It's just too passive. Then the mind says it's boring. It's very uncreative. You know, you're just doing nothing, and you know, and then and it rubbishes it in front of you, and you don't even know how to stand up for yourself. You don't say, you know, oh, hush up, mind. What have you ever given? Showing here that there is nothing outside love, and all aspects that you mirror, whether are they painful or uh, blissful, is is just full of full of love, and from there comes all the trust that I feel. Here. And I just want to maybe change what I see has been here a pattern of kind of uh, moving away or hide out or she's not always here it's not a big deal out of it but yesterday so so wonderful after this movie and I felt I cannot really give any chance to this grey area of my existence and I feel very unskilled doing this showing, exposing I feel I have to do it even if it's a clumsy way or, or if I feel it's like more is healthy it's healthy, you see exposing, you know you're not being a masochist no? Sorry, which is a masochist again? Is he the one that likes to have things bad happen, painful? To make bad to himself. All right, and they say this is one who like to give him one. To give him the other, one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to somehow to be exposing, you know, when I say look under the kilt of the eye, always to expose you know, some things. We not turn it into so, oh, this is what we do. No, but it's time, and time feels good. Because it's sent by nature. We didn't design a program last month. You see, it just comes up now. You see, and uh, so now is a good time. Then that looking somehow, uh, a lot of sense of vulnerability and exposing in front of people and so on. But uh, you're in such a perfect place. Because if we each give permission to ourselves to say, well, we can exp- we can express that this because you know the. Not you see when you <coughs> when you express something and expose something, not because you know okay it's it's uh, you do this thing oh, I did this thing and people are gonna go oh look you know he's the bad one <laughs> because your mind tell you you know you're gonna say oh 
Now we thought you were really a decent guy, but well, you're a very nasty little person, aren't you? We, no, no, no. And then you see that you know everybody got the little nasty little persons going on. Well, actually, I feel okay, but do you need that even? That the others have their little nasties. So we're all little, a little group of little nasties, being honest about our nastiness. <laughs> you know, and my God, what a depressive place. <laughs> People sort of like, I'm doing this thing and I hate my mother. Oh, oh no, you hate your mother. Me too. Oh. I mean, it's just that somehow you get something out and uh, you look at it and then you see, wait, you know, whoa. That's felt like something so big for so long in my life and I see that it's really nothing. It's just some thought I had in my head. <laughs> you know, just a thought. What more can it be than this? Um, a thought believed in, as we said. A thought without belief has no power at all. But a thought with belief can really excite you into doing many things, good or bad. So you are seeing these things. And then you kind of burp out. It's time we are kind of burping out all this stuff. Now we don't invite, we don't have time to invite our guests now. No, this is our dirty day. <laughs> okay, and everybody feels very good. See, actually, it was good to to do this. I feel like somehow carried a lot of this thing for a long time. But then uh, we move on from that somehow. It's not what it's about. Just, just washing your laundry in public all the time. No, it's, it's some time. Why not? Get back to this thing. You know, that which is. Which does not lead, need any laundry, which is indefinable. And dot, you cannot create that, so don't try and imagine it. It has no form. It's very good. As I feel <coughs> merging more continuously. In that space that I it is happening automatically too, mostly automatically, yeah. mostly automatically. This is grace. But the feeling to put out what I see. This is grace also. Feels more urgent. Or yes, more this is grace also. Way. This is very good. <clears throat> this is because something gets uh, inspired. You see, when you you taste how good it feels, and you want to throw everything in. So even mm -hmm. a little bit I threw, and it feels so good. I want to throw everything in now, and then after throw everything in, I myself am jumping in, <laughs> inside there. Keep your hands like this. <sighs> but there is a kind of joy in it. That my God, you know, like uh, this is. This is. Too much, 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 I just want to remind you how happy you are, because you seem to have forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
A tension, not attention. Attention is there. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. This, this, this. I, I mentioned it several times about this, 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 this tension is there, and don't let the mind judge it. <clears throat> like, oh, something's not finished because there's a kind of something is here. No, this something is. Uh, it is also emptiness. It is also the emptiness, being experienced through uh, some remnants of the. The body mind also is something there, but the tension is there, and all of it can be there. Get used to all of it being whatever it is can be there. You see, and you don't have to fix that. You see, that is still phenomenal. It is still witnessable. Something behind that. You see, I don't mean the, the, the behind in terms of some physical distance, but behind in terms of in a more subtle way than behind this. This thing. <laughs> At the moment, you are going through tremendous, like a intense kind of tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick. This is very good, actually. You see, it's very, very good because somehow it's burning itself out. You come quietly by itself. One moment, feeling. Something. Then coming to see that uh, that also both of these are still just a movement uh, perceived in that which is not the movement. Paying attention to that which is not the movement. And gradually, the eyes relaxed from paying attention to the movement and drops inside that which is unmoving. <clears throat> Don't listen at all to the person's opinion. Well, I think, and you know, I don't know. It looks like this. Uh, just. That with that which is not that, be that which is not that. It's an ocean of silence. Sometimes the <clears throat> mind is manifesting as intense dynamic expression, huh? but still a lot of identity. Or the opposite is like very much lethargic presence, but still a lot, of, a lot of identity. You see, and they look like very very different things, but they're still coming out of they're still the play of raja or tamasic uh, expressions. One very dynamic, like gotta do, always gotta do, 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 
see. Now the one can't, can't do anything. But it's not peace, you see. It's like there. It's not peace. Some people they don't speak, but their presence is very noisy. Can you dis- discern these things sometimes? The people are there. They're not speaking, but they're very, very restless. You, you don't don't want to. They're not speaking, but something very noisy. Another one is speaking, but something very still. You can read all these different, uh, all these different movements, subtle things. You can correspond with them. You're aware of them, but you don't have to react to them. You're just aware. And you can. You can be aware, and you can ignore also. Not a big deal. You don't have to be on top of it. <coughs> just exercising your consciousness and your capacity uh, to discern. It's all a joy. It's all something to do with the joy. Because if you take the joy out of it, it's uh, very flat. The joy is, is there. It's more than joy. It's more than joy. Something unspeakable. <clears throat> for someone like you, it's not good, because your tendency is to identify with the person, in which there are always some new little strangenesses will come up, and you'll be able for so long you will keep on noticing things and not notice and all. I notice that this thing is coming up. I say, well, actually, it's just coming up. <clears throat> so you have to find the Rastaman in you. <laughs> you see, you have to liberate the Rasta in you, which is what? Uh, the one who is one in synchronicity with the life, not trying to manipulate the life, but finding your you are life. That is the real Rastaman. Not uh, trying to you know study to overlearn the earth uh, things. No. Too much joy, man. Too much joy. Too much pleasure. Too much love. Too much of this. Really, too much of it. Like we are cooking something, looking in the pot, all the things in the pot is doing. But my fire is better than what's in the pot. I feel the fire of the existence, the fire of life, the fire of being, is much better than what is cooking in the pot. Mm-hmm. 
You should not be too predictable. A human being should not be predictable. Otherwise, you just you're just like some kind of puppet, some cardboard cutout. Your life has to free up. You can't do it. Who are you? Because when there's you, then that is the cardboard cutout. <laughs> you are trying to get. You are trying to be more spontaneous. But the one you're referring to is you. Is the one who is very stiff. <laughs> so how to? No, you cannot make that one spontaneous. Kick him out, and spontaneity alone remain. <laughs> this is the thing. So we identify with the very one you need to get rid of. <laughs> like there's no you beyond the ego. There's only an ego. That's as far as you go. How can you go only just to the ego? <laughs> it doesn't even exist. If the self you are analyzing yeah, is only the the body mind and conditioning, you know, analyzing itself, analyzing itself, it doesn't come out of its own. You can't come out. If you imagine a goldfish in a bowl, want to escape by drinking all the water in the bowl. <laughs> Right idea. I just drink all the water. That's why he drinks the water, pee the water, go back. How is it going to come out? He's never going to reach the ocean like that. <laughs> so it's not so depressing, actually. Because. Why? Because the consciousness is behind all the things. So the evolutionary drive is also an expression of consciousness. I just say it's more slow and it's fraught with difficulty, because the one who wants to be free is the one that means you have to be free from that one. This freedom is not for that one. This freedom is from that one. That little twist. It's an ingenious idea. Only God could think of it. We are also the ego and beyond the ego. We cannot just be the ego, because the ego is so ephemeral. It's, it has no substance at all. It has no substance to live by itself. It can only live when it lights up by connecting somehow with identity from the consciousness. It has no life independent. That's why I say it's not real. See, What is real you know, is uh, Self-perpetuating means that it doesn't depend upon something else for its reality. <clears throat> like we talk about the light of the moon. The moon has no light; it only reflected from the sun. They say, no. The 
so if some say some alien beings came and they stole the moon from this galaxy to to because the light moonlight to take it to their galaxy they will not find no light coming from it. they have to take the sun as well <laughs> isn't it because the moon has no light by itself <laughs> I'm so happy I don't know what to do with myself today. Right? <laughs> 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 I just feel like eating some bread or something. <laughs> 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 bread and marmite. When you're feeling too happy. <laughs> And <laughs> drink some tea. <laughs> and go back to bed. <laughs> I don't know. What is what? Wow. What we point out is like the bread yesterday. When the bread comes and it's fresh, that's the nicest time to eat it. You know, even yesterday I went and I got some bread from before. I was saying to Amala, "I'm toasting some bread." She said, "No, take the fresh one. That one is from yesterday, but I'll toast it. It's nice toasted." No, she said, "Take the fresh one." I said, "Yes, it's true. The fresh one is nicer even than the toasted one, isn't it?" So the same with this pointing, it's best fresh. It's never stale. You see, but I mean, best fresh means don't postpone it. Don't put it off. Take it neat and immediately. Not enough to learn something by that. Be willing to be put to set a light to be set on fire for it. This I can tell you. It's not enough to learn something uh, theoretically, mentally, um, intellectually. For me, nothing. You have to become it. You have to somehow. It has to ignite in you. That's, then it comes. It comes. It comes to life. It cannot just be all some stored-up information in your head. This is not knowledge. <clears throat> just like if you get an orange, you get an orange, huh? And you have to open it. And taste the juiciness. You have to be juicy. You have to be juicy, juicy with God, <laughs> juicy with wisdom, isn't it? You're just flat, just like you're just like encyclopedia on legs. But nobody needs to say no. We don't need man. You know we don't want to hear your stuff, man. We want to taste you. Didn't Jesus Christ say? Hmm? 
you have to drink my blood and eat my flesh. They said, what is he talking about? We are supposed to be cannibals? That's how, that's how narrow they were there, you see? He was talking to a lot of foolish people. Huh? Way ahead of his time. Maybe Jesus' teaching was really meant for us later. One time he met one high priest, one high priest called um, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was like a, like a, a respected priest or a member of the Sanhedrin. You have this, you have this group called the Sanhedrin. Used to, used to have it, and uh, but and they were very much, you know, they were very much. Uh, up in arms against Jesus because he he challenged them, you know, he confronted them, you know, and they didn't like it. He exposed them. It's one thing when you expose yourself, another thing when other other person expose you. He exposed something is not right in your teaching, where you're you're you're, you're doing all these things, but underneath something is dirty. You know? So they didn't like him, but Nicodemus secretly admired Jesus, you know? and he wanted to have a one-to-one -one with Jesus. So he asked somebody set it up for me. I wanted I want to meet him. You know? So then they set up, you know, Jesus. Um, this guy called Nicodemus want to talk to you. Nicodemus? Yeah, he's one of the high priests from the Sanhedrin. Okay. What he wants to talk to me about? I don't know. Okay. Tell him to come. So Nicodemus come in the night because he didn't want to come in the day because people might recognize him. And then they met outside, under the moon. And Jesus said to him, <clears throat> "A man has to be, a man has to be born again." And Nicodemus said, "What? You mean a man has to go back up into his mother's womb?" This can you imagine. This is a high priest. Hmm? He could not understand the the significance. Of that type of metaphor, he was being literal. You, you mean I've got to go back up my Nicodemus? Not like that, you know. Jesus told him. No. He says, "You feel the wind. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. Such is the nature of the person who is born of the Spirit." Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Nicodemus. You understand? I'm not talking to you of physical things, he's telling him. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Farm gives birth to farm. Spirit gives birth to spirit. You have to be born from flesh into spirit. You came from spirit. Your first birth is in flesh. Your second birth in the spirit. Nicodemus. Nicodemus was took a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'd like to talk to you some more about these things. But I have to go now. <laughs> so even in those days, not necessarily that the understanding was present in people has to grow because the nature was much too fleshly. 
you see in the time when Jesus came this was like at the end of what you may call the era of the of the the old testament at the end of the old testament because the bible like is in two sections the old testament and the new testament hmm? i know the jews they have um, the the torah you say the first five books genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy it's like this i don't know the names in english yeah but those books that were there they 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 regard but their other books came after them uh, that makes up what we call in the christian kingdom uh, the old testament and at the end of the old testament era no it was said <clears throat> that they were waiting for the coming of the messiah the returning of a great um, sort of like a warrior priest a warrior prophet they're expecting this because by that time the jews had come under the rule of the roman empire and they were feeling oppressed by the romans some part of the jewish um, religious system was working alongside uh, with the romans and it was not serving the people but they the people were expecting to have a figure returning of which is like like a blend of the prophet uh, what you may call um, elijah was a great prophet from the old testament period you see fierce prophet you know and then they wanted up they were expecting that their messiah would come like elijah like a fiery prophet but also a combination of like elijah mixed with like king david like a fiery king like a power king and that that this prophet king would come to save them from the rule of the roman empire you see but life always will come surprise because they are expecting a warrior king to come on a, on a chariot from heaven to save the Jews from the Roman empire but who came Jesus on a donkey so they were like oh what the hell is this they're expecting a rose rice <laughs> you see they get a ford escort so what happened <laughs> is click 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 and they were saying well, who is this guy i mean like you know so even john the baptist who was uh, uh jesus's cousin actually and john the baptist was said to be the one who came as the forerunner of jesus christ mean that he came to announce the coming of the messiah who he didn't know exactly who it was even is it so when jesus showed up and there were he was hearing that there was a teacher whose wisdom was so profound and whose who, who the people loved and John the Baptist when Jesus went to see John the Baptist or no he didn't went to see him in fact John the Baptist's disciples sent a message to Jesus to ask are you the one who we are expecting because you don't look it you understand are you the one that we have been expecting because he was preaching before this you know because John the Baptist was a very powerful prophet yeah but he was also preaching and telling the people you know i baptize you with water 
but the one coming after me is going to baptize you with fire. He's going to be so pure. I am not worthy to even tie, untie his, his shoes even. So when he heard about Jesus, he, he himself was doubt. He asked, please tell us if you are the one who is to come or should we expect another one? Can you imagine? Some people came, the first disciples that Jesus gathered to himself, no? They were so excited because everybody was expecting to see, to meet a Messiah, the one who would come to save the people. When Jesus came, when they discovered Jesus, they were very excited. And they went around and started to spread the news that we found the Messiah. But some people said, where is he? They said that he's from Nazareth. And the people said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Because Nazareth was like a bit of a, a junky place. And they were saying, can anything good come out of that place? Another thing that you don't expect, is it? When he was also telling them, love your enemies. <laughs> they were not ready for that at all. <laughs> we want to get rid of the buggers. We don't want to love them, man. What are you talking about? Are you sure you are the guy who will wait for them? Bless those who curse you. You're joking. Many of the Jews, even now, they don't accept Jesus as anything. Even they have a very bad reputation. It's true or not? Yeah, it's true. Actually, I, I knew more about uh, Muhammad, for example, than I knew about Jesus. We don't know anything that's true about Jesus. And actually, he's from Jerusalem. Or he's from Israel. I, I mostly heard from you. Mm -hmm. actually, when I came out of Israel a little bit, and I got, into, got to know some spirituality, then I first heard, I didn't know he was such a, you know, such a uh, highly regarded, admired figure. And actually, his name, because they changed his name, the Yeshu in Hebrew, Yeshu, mm -hmm. Yeshu. no, Yeshua, this is Yeshua. Mm -hmm. but, but they changed it, and actually I heard from the religious, they call him Yeshu, they took the last letter off, Actually, it means very bad. Yeah. Like, it means may his memory and his name will be erased. Or like this is how the Jews, the present, the Jews. You don't even know about him, you know. Like I, I just knew the name, but I didn't know. Because you were really forbidden to even learn about him. Their greatest prophet, in fact, or regarded as such outside the world. He himself said. Only amongst your own people, only amongst his own people, is a prophet without honor. His own people would not recognize him. And um, even to this day, his name is not honored that highly. 
amongst the Jews. There are many Christians now in Jew in, 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 in Israel. Through them, perhaps, people know, and they are still treated as a little bit on the side. He considered as a false prophet. Yeah. Yeah. They actually are the only ones who actually acknowledge Jesus and actually like that's amazing. Like someone so famous around the whole of the world, like in his own country, he's not even. Yep. Yeah. It is. It is God's doing. <coughs> no human being will ever be exonerated. You know, will ever be uh, praised by all of humanity. It is not meant to happen. It is not meant to happen. Because if it was such, uh, the people would uh, uh, also uh, forget about uh, and, uh, about God. Only in secret, those few who have gone beyond the the what you may call the the limitations of human thinking can transcend uh, the limitations of human thinking. They are called the sages, <clears throat> and there is not a religion for for sages, because the people take a long time to really understand the greatness of their own masters. Not even God is loved by all creation. Sometimes I really like just contemplate this. I'm so grateful that I'm here because I came from a culture that was like completely atheist. It was like no God anywhere. My family was wasn't devotional at all. So and then I came to the group. They said God doesn't exist at all. And something was like him. It's not true, but. I couldn't kind of come to terms with this. So coming here and kind of rediscovering God, it's such a it gave me such a peace inside because yeah. there was like part of me that was kind of not accepting something, not accepting something really important and like arguing and it was such a conflict. God itself create the conflict about God. Because the human mind cannot comprehend that. Because uh, sometimes what I am referring to as God, the people don't call God. So 
so that because human beings will always create a kind of God born out of their own imagination. So all of these things have to be, all this confusion, all these diverse expressions have to be, while human beings take themselves to be people, to cater for all the different strands, all the different styles of thinking, the temperaments, all of this have to be like food for all of them. You have to go completely out of that sphere altogether to understand what is really meant. When you use, when I use the word God, what um, what is meant by that? The pure, pure intelligence, the pure being that manifests, that is the cause, the source of love and wisdom, of manifestation and experience, the source of perception, the, 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 that gives the power to experience and to discern, and all of this comes out of that unity of power, that power I call God. <coughs> That manifests in every nation, in some form, in a certain way for a certain time, and change and evolve. Sometimes God becomes redundant in a certain form, like the old forms of God, as as Agni and all of these kind of some ancient names of God. They outgrow, and new new names come, because you're in. The realm, the dynamic realm of manifestation, and nothing is still. You see, everything changes. This way, we I try to push beyond the realm of change into the unchanging, because then you will understand what is done. Only when you are empty, you can feel this this thing. So please hurry up. Only when you are empty, you can feel this unalloyed joy, this this unending, inexhaustible joy, bliss, peace, everything thing, without clinging to it, without need. You have to empty of you, then you are full of that. So just hurry up.
Sudah